0: Well, I haven't had that kind of reception since I was playing football at Iowa, Doug, but welcome go, to Liberty go. and Justice on CPAC now. You can also catch us on TV. I am joined, and the first guest of today is former member of Congress, Doug Collins. Doug, how are you? Well, I'm doing great. Doing great. Pretty it's pretty awesome. It's a good time. Good time to be here. <laughs> well, I am so glad that you could join us. You know, we have so much to talk about, but I think the first thing I want to talk to you about is how we first met. <laughs> so <laughs> why don't you a, tell the story of how we first met and then the second time we met? <laughs> so
1: the first time we met, it was pretty interesting because I recorded this down for, for posterity so people want to go read about it. I got to meet you and we were getting ready because Jerry Nadler had this obsession with you. He wanted to, he said, I've got to have Matt with I've got to get it. He's going to be my first witness of the 2019 Congress. And so we went to meet with you just to talk about it and met you in the, what was the old Robert Kennedy uh, yep, conference, Robert conference, room.
0: conference room, right?
1: Um, and you were sitting there and we were talking about uh, the upcoming year, what? was coming up you were taking over uh the hearing in which was nothing but trying to get at you and so we had a great conversation but it was funny one of the funny things if you if you've never seen matt man, i'm figuring mine's a large guy matt i was fed and grown it's just the chairs are small that's
0: the problem (laughs) well that was
1: the chair problem in that room (laughs) that day he's leaning back in his chair and i said oh my goodness this is a famous room and also that chair is going to break and i couldn't pick him up if i tried but we had a great conversation because i found out one thing matt out of everything the media was trying to portray about you at that time you came with a deep love and want to make the Department of Justice better and that was what was not being portrayed and that was our first time to meet.
0: yeah and and I remember that was impactful because really um, history will record Doug and your book records and it's the Remind me of the title, it's the the, the clock, clock and in the calendar. calendar. Yep, it's the a great book. Calendar. I have my copy. I should have brought it for you to sign, right, but the clock in the calendar, uh, make sure you grab your copy. I'll have we'll have show note links uh, at Whitaker.tv and conservative.org. Um, but you really came and the way it was told to me by staff, and you gotta watch out for staff, <laughs> as you know, staff. it's not the same as principals talking, but you know, we the staff came to me and said, uh, the ranking member, uh, the the on judiciary committee. It's not certain that you should do this. (laughs) Like, make them subpoena you or just, you know, run out the clock. Because, quite frankly, Bill Barr was going to be confirmed within a week or two of that hearing date. And you, I mean, and not that you didn't, we didn't know each other. And you didn't know sort of that I was unafraid and I wasn't going to let the bastards (laughs) get me. But, you know, um, you'd come with a message, I think, initially, like, don't do this. You don't need to do this. Um, you know, let somebody uh, that's better looking and you know and, and oh, more yeah, effective. No, that but, but, but I think through our conversation, we had a legitimate conversation. We did, we and did. we what we talked about was why I wanted to do it, why I thought it was important why that platform and if it's a truly oversight hearing why we could talk about the work that the department of justice was doing and your point is like listen matt the democrats are out for blood (laughs) they want to take you down and you know what you don't have a lot of friends in the republicans either because jim jordan is not happy with the republicans john ratcliffe not happy with you know this administration's response to a lot of these issues surrounding the Mueller hoax and so um, I think you know. By the end of the, the, end, of the end of our meeting, I I'm, I'm going to go do it. Yep, the American people deserve to hear my answers, and so I walk into the uh, to the hearing room that day, <laughs> and you're there and remind me your opening remarks was I have contributed to the fund, but tell tell our friends here about um, your fund that you raised.
1: Yeah, that was a, a, an interesting thing. For popcorn, for anybody who likes popcorn, that was the day because uh, this was the hearing. And one of the reasons, and I'm glad that he actually said that, was in a sense of saying, you know, Matt, that I understood the heel. And part of my job, especially coming to you, was is to say, look, I'm the ranking member. And I felt yeah. a responsibility to, to my members, but also to the you coming in to say, look, I need to tell you what you're coming into. Yeah. We'll protect you as best we can. But there was a, we knew the Democrats were just out there for it. So I decided to start the hearing off because I had griped and moaned about this. So I started off and I said, everybody, you know, this. At the end of the day, there's going to be a show hearing. This is what it was going to be. Get the popcorn ready. And uh, we'll go. Well, after that, a reporter asked me about the popcorn machine. And I said, you know what? We'll so we ended up getting a popcorn machine, committed to it, and it's still in the. Uh, and I donated conference to the room. fund. You did, got uh, it up there.
0: And, and there is a popcorn machine yep. in the, the ranking member's office. Yep. <laughs> and it, it serves really good popcorn. It <laughs> is good popcorn. Yeah. Because so, with an Adler show, you need popcorn. Yeah. And so that was how we first met. And that was we were kind it of is. a trial by fire. And, and like you said, Uh, While you didn't say it in your opening remarks, you were like, this is a show trial. Yes. This has nothing to do with actually an oversight hearing in the Department of Justice. This has nothing to do with the resources that we need to fight, the opioid crisis, violent crime in America. These Democrats are not serious. All they care about is, you know, that you you might fire Bob Mueller.
1: Exactly. And, and this was the sad part about this because I had just, and, and you got to remember this, it was almost like a Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, from Nadler, Hakeem Jeffries, all these folks, we had just gotten to where we had actually done a lot of good work on criminal justice reform. You and I are still yep. working in that. And they didn't want to talk a bit about it. And those were some things that had moved the ball along. You were willing to do that. They wouldn't listen to it because yep. all they were obsessed with was Mueller because they believed it was going to get Donald Trump, and they found out it didn't.
0: Yeah. And so, we are a few minutes from taking a break, and you're going to stay with us through the break, but... One of the questions that I have to ask is, you decided, even though you enjoyed being the ranking member on the House Judiciary Committee, right. and as somebody once described it, they said, it's the closest you'll be to the bar scene in Star Wars in your life. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> exactly. But it was, you know, it was a lot of strong personalities, a lot of lawyers, and yep. you know, kinda, whether you believe that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's just <laughs> the way it is. But you decided to give that up and to go run for the Senate. Right in your home state of Georgia. I did. And, you know, God has a plan for our lives, and it's not always the doors we think we're walking through, but he has opened up a tremendous opportunity for you Talk a little bit about this, and then we'll head into break, and then when we come back, we'll, we'll expand more. Well, it
1: hasn't. And then we put up a great fight. We were outspent 10 to 1, $60 million, almost, still almost won. And we didn't get our primary. But at the end of the day, I believe, like you said, God had a plan because I believe conservatives have got to understand we've got to have a better message. We've got to talk about the things that matter. And this gives me a platform now with the podcast, the Doug Collins Podcast. You can go to DougCollinsPodcast.com, go listen to it. It gives us an overview of conservative messaging, not just in politics, but in life, because we've got to realize that people out there who don't come to CPAC, who don't go to places, need a message. We got to do
0: that. Yeah. Well, let's I'm going to put a pin in that because this is the discussion that I've been trying to get to, which is what is the future of the conservatives of America? What is the agenda that's going to win America? And so when we come back more with Doug Collins here on CPAC Now and Liberty and Justice with Matt Whitaker.
2: So important that everybody come to CPAC because we need to show the diversity of our party. Yes,
1: and that's why folks come from everywhere to go to CPAC because it's
2: where you get inspired.
0: Welcome back to Liberty and Justice. I'm Matt Whitaker, your host on CPAC Now, also on Whitaker.tv. We're joined by former member of Congress, Doug Collins. Before we took a break, uh, we were going to talk about the future of conservatism in the United States of America, how we win back states like your home state of Georgia, which currently has two Democrat senators. I didn't think we'd ever see that in our lifetime. But why don't you talk about the things that work for conservatives, and then also talk about how boring conservatives can be? <laughs> well, that, I,
1: I think you. Although these hit,
0: folks behind us aren't very boring. Hey,
1: hey it's conservative in <laughs> the house, right? No, that's why you come to CPAC. It's, it's almost like going—you know—I sort of—it's like going to church. You get out and you see everybody you agree with. But folks, this is not reality. Okay, out in the real world, people you know don't have the same opinions as we do as conservatives. What I found when I was the Republican ranking member out of Judiciary, but also as the vice chair, I got to travel the country. Here's the thing that I found so much: is that Democrats are really good at talking about the results of the people. What does it matter? We as uh, conservatives, how many times have you heard a conservative get on a podcast or a talk? Well, we had 2.8 percent growth this year. Isn't that good, man? That's Matt? real exciting, Doug. I was glad to You're be here. at (laughs) Because here's what you gotta do. I mean, I'm sitting out there, I wanted to take a fork and stick it in my own leg. I wouldn't vote for the person. I mean, and I'm here to want to support them. Here's what you gotta do. When when is it like this? And and I'll go back to one and when we did the tax cut and jobs act, which actually helped people. I heard so many of my colleagues going out saying, here's how much the stock market grew. Nobody on Main Street cared about how the stock market grew. If it did their 401k, great. What they cared about was their job. They cared about their kids, they cared about their family. I had a businessman b- b- highlight this for me. He said, Doug, I appreciate the fact there was a situation in the tax Act that said you could same year depreciate large capital yep. expenses. Pretty cool for geeks on accounting, but not for everybody else. So we talked you about You mean that.
0: accelerated depreciation is not we're something we're gonna talk about next? No, we're not. <laughs>
1: If you're an accountant in the room, I love you, but I ain't talking about it, okay? Uh, but what did he? He said, "I love it. And I appreciate you did it because he showed me this big old machine. It's a bending metal. This is the coolest thing ever. You've been in like this thing, and they're building.
0: Don't it. stick your arm in there. No, don't get close to it. That wouldn't make the podcast better, though. <laughs> it
1: would. Be. It would have made highlight film too. But he said, he said, Doug, I appreciate you letting me buy this. He said, but I want you to point pointed over to three people standing there. He said, and I'll use the name Jim, Susie, and Bobby. He said, last year, Jim, Susie, and Bobby didn't have full-time jobs. I could only hire them part-time. He said, now because I could get this piece of equipment, they have full-time jobs. They now have the money and the resources to send their kids to band camp, to send their kids to school, to make sure that they have the things they need. We as conservatives cannot, and I will refuse to give up to liberals, that we're the party that's concerned about people because we're the ones that actually believe in them. The liberals believe in government. We believe
0: in people. You're right. That is so true, and that and that and that the people are sovereign. Yes, and the people should control their own destiny right. and succeed or fail on their own terms. Right, and this is so important. And, and it's and and you're right. We you know we, I think sometimes the, the messaging is is not as effective as it could be. The messaging needs to be. Not only are we fun, like the folks here at CPAC, as you see, but, but in addition to being fun, our ideas work. And I think of yeah. my home state of Iowa, right. where where they just cut taxes by 50%. Right. Income taxes, 50% on the way to go to zero. Yep. That, that is money in the pocket. And now with Joe Biden's inflation tax, yeah. where gas prices are through the roof, bread, beer which I care about a lot <laughs> and all those expenses uh, you know are 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 increasing in America's life. So more money in your pocket, a better life for your family, a, a future for your kids. That you know that they can succeed on their own terms. That's what American people care about, and that's what conservatives care about.
1: Oh, exactly. Look, understand something, and I, I want to because the liberals will take what we say and they move it off a little bit, and and they say, well, government. You know, liberals you know, will say uh, conservatives hate government. They don't think no government has a role. The founders actually set a policy for how our government should be limited and functional. The rest of it should be left to us. And I think this is the part. It says you know, life, liberty, and what does it say the. pursuit Pursuit of happiness. It don't say the guarantee of happiness. I don't want a guarantee of happiness because if I had to, if the government had to guarantee my happiness, they have to guarantee your happiness, your happiness. And look, I'm going to get out there and work. I want my happiness, but it comes at different levels and the government can't guarantee that. And when we understand that, that's how we go to any community, red, yellow, black and white. Race has got to be an issue. And I'm tired of also CPAC folks. I'm tired of conservatives saying, well, that's not a district for us. That's not a, that's not a a, a neighborhood for us. No. Conservatism works no matter where it's at. We've got to be happy warriors like Reagan and go to everywhere.
0: Yes. That is so important, the happy warrior. And, and you're absolutely right. Just because a uh, district's D plus 16, that doesn't mean that once we communicate our ideas and our ideals that we can't win hearts and minds right. because the American people are with us. It's I think for too long, the mainstream media and Democrats have fed them this line that they'll take care of them, and they just don't. Right. Their policies are, are what's, what's hurting America right now. Our policies are, are going to win the day. And so I am so glad, Doug, that you joined us. Again, <laughs> how can people find out more about you and your podcast? The
1: best place to go to the DougCollinsPodcast.com, the DougCollinsPodcast.com. You can sign up for our emails. You sign up for Collins Collective. You get our, all the podcasts. Right. Yes, go there, and that's where you can find us. All
0: right, us. well, you you have so much more in your heart for service. We didn't even talk about your service <laughs> to our country, not yeah. only as a member of Congress, but in the military. And yeah. I know you just said, you've just you done an amazing things, and you are a young man with a <laughs> lot more to give. So I can't wait to see what's next for you. Thanks. Um, thank you for joining us. We'll be right back here on CPAC Now. This is Liberty and Justice with Matt Whitaker. <laughs>
2: everyone, it's Colton here. We're out here at CPAC 2022 in the beautiful Orlando, Florida, and we're currently going around to the attendees uh, doing a trivia game for a chance to win a $15 uh, gift card to the CPAC store. So let's go test the knowledge of our attendees. So we're going to start off pretty easy. Which party freed the slaves during the Civil War? Republican. All right, good. You're did America declare independence?
3: 1776. All
2: right. Mm-hmm. Too easy, too easy. All right. So I'll give All you right. a hint. So the plane is called Air Force One. So what is the helicopter called? Helicopter One or Heli-One? Disappointed! What was the first state of the United States?
3: Delaware. Ooh.
2: OK. All right. What was the first governing document of the United States?
3: Bill of Rice. Actually, no. It was the, um, uh, articles of confederation but that was
2: before. He caught himself and he got it right. He gets the $15 gift card. Here you go. Yes, sir. Okay. He, he's going to look pretty famous right now walking with me. All right, so what the next question is even harder. Where did the Mayflower dock?
3: Oh, um Plymouth Rock.
2: Oh my gosh, she got that one right. All right. here, excuse me. Coming through, pardon me. Excuse me. Which political party created the welfare system to keep minorities dependent on the government? Democrats. Oh my goodness, she's off to a great start. You no, know, I did. I just had a Biden moment. And I thought I'd have cut those my days pants for a second. You had a brain freeze. Yeah, but you know I really didn't know it was Marine one because I've, he's never invited me on it. let all vote again, I just can't wait till we all vote again. With pen and paper, voter ID in our hands, I can't wait till we all vote again, let's all vote again. You know, I came here to do trivia, but I got a concert.
0: Welcome back to CPAC Now. I'm Matt Whitaker, host of Liberty and Justice. You can watch us every Friday night, 7 p.m., premiering uh, once a week. I'm excited to have my good friend Scott Walker, former governor of Wisconsin. We're a little bit competitive because I'm from Iowa and you're from Wisconsin. but you All <laughs> oh, good Midwesterners. Exactly. We're great Midwesterners. So we're, uh, it's not Minnesota where the uh, extroverts look at your shoes and introverts <laughs> look at their own, but it's, it's, we well, get we some of that. Well, we used to say,
3: you know, you know why, Iowa doesn't have a professional football team. Because uh, Minnesota won one, too. <laughs>
0: That's a great one. And know when I was in Minnesota, just at the early part of my legal career, this is a fun story, uh, but we digress. Um, when the Timberwolves were going to leave, oh, yeah. and uh, one of the sports writers said, Minneapolis without professional sports is a cold Omaha. So <laughs> I knew you were going to like that joke. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we're here on CPAC now. We're at CPAC. Um, I know that one of the issues that you're working really hard on is on our college campuses. Yeah. Uh, talk about your efforts there and what you're seeing and how we have hope for the future and, our, and the future of our republic, quite frankly. We do.
3: I'm, I'm proud to be the president of Young America's Foundation, YAF.org. If people are interested, we partner with CPAC. In fact, YF was one of the original sponsors with ACU all the way back to the early 70s of YAF, and we hold conferences, we have members, we've helped students, conservative students on about 2,000 campuses across America. And a great
0: chapter at the University of Iowa. We do, an
3: active one, which they've done a great job on. Uh, But what gives me hope is, you know, years ago, when it started with William Buckley and Reagan and Goldwater, it was in college campuses. In 98, when we took over the Reagan Ranch, we expanded into high school. This year, we're going into middle school, because we've seen the radical indoctrination doesn't just start in college. It's starting younger and younger and younger. That's the bad. That's that's the impetus. That's the thing we need to act on. The good news is, particularly in college we see, when we bring conservative voices to campus, when we start spreading the truth, it resonates. Uh, the reason that uh, young people are liberal, radical, progressive, whatever you want to call them, it's not necessarily because that's what they truly believe. It's because that's all they've ever heard. we got to counter that.
0: Yeah, and I have uh, my daughter, Allison, is working here at CPAC this week. She's interning for Senator Ernst uh, in Washington, D.C. She's going to be a senior at the University of Iowa next year. And so these are issues that I hear firsthand. From her experiences, and and how you know, and the University of Iowa had some challenges mm. with with discriminating against you know freedom-loving yeah. religious groups and the like. And so you know, this is, I mean, I know you guys, are, it's a it's a big organization. You're you know, you're looking for not only for the conservatives, but you're providing programming to win those hearts and minds where people are forming ideas. And yes. talk about some of the initiatives, some of the things um, that that Young America Foundation is doing in the campuses
3: well, we do a number of different things we bring in speakers so one of the most famous ones people have heard of he started out relatively unknown years ago but now kids all over the country know ben shapiro yes but he's one of the many speakers ben shapiro michael Knowles, katie Pavlich is an alum peter schweitzer we're going to hear from, from lunches alum who's right wrote uh clinton cash and now just put out yeah. uh, red-handed uh, there's just so many great examples we bring speakers on campus but more than just bringing them to that particular campus as we did at the university of iowa it's then putting it up on youtube and what's been so encouraging for me is to hear from, to see the numbers escalate of YouTube subscribers and, and people click in. I'm convinced it's not because of pre-programmed uh, uh, stuff that we put on, it's because we put the speakers and particularly the Q&A up. They want to see how do you respond yeah. to that crazy student? How do you respond to that radical teaching assistant? How do you push back? The other thing we do on campus is expose. We have a tip line, yaf.org slash tips at neighboring Iowa State. Yep. Uh, one of the professors we exposed last semester was an English teacher who told the students coming into class, uh, you can't write a paper speaking out against same-sex marriage, you can't do one against BLM, you can't do one against abortion, or you're out. Yeah. We exposed that, and thankfully in Iowa, there's at least enough common sense amongst yeah. the Board Our, of Regents. They said, no, that's not free speech.
0: Exactly. We have a, a very smart legislature and a governor that's, uh, that's keen on these issues. But this is, you know, there's so many directions that you and I could talk about. I mean, you were one of the early uh, uh, attention of the mob where, you know, when you did your reforms Mm -hmm. that were good for the taxpayers and good for the citizens of Wisconsin, you had the people who were, you know, being impacted negatively and, 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 and should be because, you know, this was something that needed to be reconciled. Yep. Um, you know, collective bargain reform, I think, was the topic. Yes. Uh, you, you recalled. <laughs> I mean, you ran for governor one, recalled one, and then re- won, won re-election. Three and times in four years. Yeah, yeah, three times in four years. You were trial tested. Um, and so you've – the mob has come against you. But certainly cancel culture and, like mm-hmm. you said, the content that YAF is putting up and to, to train and educate on the important topics – you know, how do you make sure that it is is evergreen and stays out there? Because you know, yeah. YouTube uh, is owned by Google, and right. they're not always the friend of conservatives. Well, we
3: got to fight in every battlefield. Do you understand yeah. that? You got to fight every place. We concede no ground. Uh, we're at every campus we can get on, and we're going to push for others. We're going to be on every platform we can go. On. Not only those that we work with on the conservative side, but anyone we can get on before we get bumped off. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody I talked about us being on. On YouTube last year, we rolled out our long game, which is our multi-year plan to help take back our schools, take back our colleges, take back our universe, take back our culture. And one of the talk show hosts I was on, he said, Why are you on YouTube? He said, They're awful. I said, because I'm seeding any ground anywhere. I'm exactly. gonna fight everywhere I can. And and we've got to do that. And that's again part of our long game plan yeah. to do just
0: that. Again, how can people learn more about your yeah. organization?
3: Yaf.org, mm-hmm. yf.org, if you're a yeah. student or you know one, maybe it's yeah. your son or daughter, maybe it's grandson, granddaughter, neighbor kid. Come to our conferences. They can come out to the Reagan Ranch, which is a once-in-a-lifetime awesome. experience. Uh, we've got a—we uh, just had a Freedom Conference in Atlanta. We've got a national conference in D.C. We've got them all over the country, Good. and uh, we'd love to have uh, more students participate. All right,
0: Governor Scott Walker, thank you for being my guest on Liberty and Justice. Uh, you're watching us on Conservative.org and CPAC now every Friday 7 p.m. God bless the United States of America, and thank you so much, Governor.
3: My pleasure.